Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada, our beloved founder Acharya, he struggled very hard to get a small piece of land in Sri Mayapur Dham. And when it finally came, there was a tiny rice paddy with nothing there. As far as I know, there wasn't even rice when he went there. And he had built a straw hut, just a simple foundation and then straw roof, straw walls. And he lived there with a few of his devotees. And he proclaimed, this is our world headquarters. And then a little later, he started building a guest house. And when it was not even finished, he invited devotees from all over the world to come. Not many came. But there was a few devotees, many, many mosquitoes. And Srila Prabhupada, he got a little piece of land here in Vrindavan. And he was inviting devotees to come to Sri Mayapur and Sri Vrindavan. For the purpose of uniting, sharing Krishna consciousness with each other, sharing their enthusiasm for the mission of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with each other. And by being in these divine holy places, permeated with the, the grace, the mercy of the Lord's leelas, the Lord's eternal presence, and the grace of all of the acharyas who have spent their lives in these holy places. And his desire that regularly come together in this way to gain spiritual charging and then return to the places of our responsibilities with renewed faith, renewed friendships and new friendships centered around Krishna and the Shakti of the Lord and the Acharyas. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu requested the six Goswamis 
to build such temples as Radha Govindaji and Radha Madan Mohan. It wasn't just for the Brijabhasis. Surely it was for Radha Govinda and Radha Madan Mohan and the other forms of the Lord. But it was to establish a place of pilgrimage for people to come and experience a real taste of Krishna consciousness. We're both in the present as well as in the historical scriptures where Krishna is present. Rupa Goswami tells one of the five principal practices of bhakti yoga, devotional service, is to visit holy places, to dwell in holy places. So it is in this spirit that we have come together for the 2019 Vrindavan Yatra. And I think all of you have had the blessing of so many austerities, so many hardships while you're here for purification. Although the devotees who are organizing the yatra are struggling and working so hard, not only now but throughout the year in preparation to make you happy and comfortable. <laughs> no matter how hard we try, it's the Lord's abode, so there will be tapasya. We could hear through this very melodious coughing that's <laughs> resounding in all directions. I want to th thank all of the devotees who worked so hard. <clears throat> as far as I know, not a single person has been paid anything. It's all volunteers, <clears throat> brahmacharis, grihastas, householders. They worked so, so hard with so much joy and enthusiasm to create that wonderful facility for the children to play so that the parents could sit peacefully and listen to Harikata while the children are screaming and playing and jumping in another place and having so much fun. <clears throat> and those 
who organized the buses, the buses and the boats and whatever other transportation. How many buses were there this time? Nine, zero. Ninety buses. How to park 90 full-size buses, how to organize them, how to get devotees in them, how to deal when they break down, how to deal with the bus drivers <coughs> in India. <coughs> you will never know unless you do it. But the organization in advance and the emergency reactionary work at every moment, every day, it takes great surrender. Why? Just to make all the devotees happy. There's no other motivation. And those devotees who help arrange for the residences in Vrindavan, in Kartik, where there's pilgrims coming from all over India and all over the world flooding this place to happen to find you know, almost 7,000 accommodations. It takes a lot of preparation. In fact, they start a year before. Starting tomorrow, they're going to be preparing for the Yatra in Mayapur next year. But actually, just like Lord Chaitanya gives bhakti in Mayapur so much easier than Krishna gives in Vrindavan, organizing things in Mayapur is much easier than Vrindavan. <laughs> because there's a nice big space that Srila Prabhupada has is gone. <clears throat> and the people who are dedicated throughout the day to the medical needs of all of the people on the yatra, children getting sick and parents getting sick and getting injured and getting dust in their lungs and getting colds and getting fevers. You know, medical team is trying to be there donated medicines. And we have the kitchen. All the devotees. Usually every morning in the yatras I go just to thank all the volunteers in the kitchen. This time because of my health I could only do it one day. But hundreds of ladies rolling japatis all day and cooking them. 
and devotees planning so much in advance, the menus, the recipes, and then cooking. Cooking for almost 7,000 people, two, three times a day. And it's not, it's not just kitchery. They make sabjis and rices and chapatis and so many preparations. And the most amazing thing, not only cooking, but building the kitchen. Every year they just go into a barren field and create a kitchen to feed thousands of people several times a day. And they have that incredible Mahaprasad railway system, if, if any of you have seen it. <clears throat> any of you haven't been in the kitchen, please go visit the kitchen. I don't know what will happen to the kitchen, but it will be very nice. Because it takes... It, it has taken years of focused absorption and dedication to making, to preparing nice prasad for the devotees that has actually brought the kitchen to where it is. And I remember one yatra we had with so many thousands of people and we were traveling in South India and every other day the kitchen had to pack all the trucks and all the pots and all the Boga, and there were five different places they had to cook during the yatra. And some of these devotees, they have to get up about two in the mornings to, tar to start cooking. But the amazing thing is they're happy. They're so happy. I don't know who's happier, those who are cooking or those who are honoring the prasada. But I think it's those who are cooking. And many of them, they want so bad to go on all the parikramas and all over the places, but they, they don't go. They have to stay back and stir these pots with these blazing fires under them. And the beautiful thing is every year there's more and more volunteers who want to participate. In bhakti, in giving, we receive. And these devotees, in all the different aspects, whether it is accommodation, or the buses, or the organization, or the finances, or the cooking, or the trans transporting of all the goods, or devotees have to organize building these pandals, the sound system, They are so grateful 
for all the people who come. Because the more devotees that come, the more they get to please and serve the Vaishnavas. And it is that type of spontaneous service attitude that His Divine Grace Srila Prabhupada has inspired within devotees all over the world. And the beauty of the energy that hopefully is here in the Yatra is the culmination of all these devotees who are making these spontaneous offerings of service to the Vaishnavas. And as much as that, all of the people who just come, traveling sometimes great distances. I know there are many families in India. Most of the people that come here from India, the family has to save up, make sacrifices in their own lifestyle to save up to get enough funds to come once a year to this yatra. That's how much they value it. And many devotees, how much they have to save and spend to come from foreign countries. And when we come here, the enthusiasm of devotees just to be sitting among other Vaishnavas with an eagerness to hear. We get an eagerness for kirtan. That in itself is a great offering of devotion. So each and every devotee, whether they're serving by hearing enthusiastically, chanting enthusiastically, being respectful and kind to another devotee, offering prayers to the Holy Dham, to the deities of the Goswamis, all the energy that is being offered. is what makes this truly a wonderful, inspiring, and beautiful pilgrimage. And in many ways, such a pilgrimage is not for what we gain here in our experience, but for what we can bring from here to the place of our service, wherever it may be.
There's recordings of Srila Prabhupada so many times, especially in the very early days, where he would talk about Lord Chaitanya or he would talk about Krishna. And he would say, there is a place in Vrindavan where this, took, where this happened. I want all of you to come and see. I remember one of our God sisters, Ladini Devi. She just loved Krishna. She would read Krishna book every day. And she was absorbed in it for years and decades. And finally, she actually came to Brindaban. And I happened to be with her and a, just a few others. And every place she would come, she was like stunned and crying. I'm here. I've been reading about this place my, my whole spiritual life. And this is, this is the place. This is actually the tree that Krishna stole Gopi's clothes. <laughs> this, is, this is the wooden grinding mortar that Yashoda my tied Krishna to. She was hearing about it. She was reading about it. This is Bamsivat where Krishna played his flute and called gopis. This is the Yamuna River. This is, this is Govardhan. Hearing, chanting, and now seeing. She wasn't seeing a river. She wasn't seeing a tree. She wasn't seeing a mountain. because of her life of devotion, her life of dedication, of hearing and chanting, when she was actually there. She was there. By her gratitude, by her faith, and by her life of service. And it is true. The holy time is Krishna. It's an expansion of Srimati Radharani's love. Balaram's seva in mercy. So according to how sincere we develop our faith by hearing and chanting, and according to how our service attitude attracts Krishna throughout the year. When we come here, Krishna actually awakens within our heart the appreciation for what we're being given. When Srila Prabhupada developed this plan, devotees go all over the world, do their service, wherever they reside and come. He wanted devotees to anticipate and look forward to coming to these holy places and to be with all the devotees, devotees who we may have never met or devotees 
we hardly see. Or for devotees, we see a lot, but we never have time to really be together. Seeing the anticipation, the eagerness, the enthusiasm of so many of you is so pleasing to Srila Prabhupada, so pleasing to Sri Radha Shamsundar. And it's so wonderful. Vyaski Prabhu was speaking so beautifully about humility, as was His Holiness Jananda Swami Maharaj. Just think how humble Krishna is. For one year, he took the role of a calf, not only one calf, many calves, but each calf was Krishna. And from the time of the sunrise to the time of the sunset, that little calf was just eating the grass of Vrindavan all day. And that's Krishna. And that's just an avatar that came and went. For one year, Krishna's is eating grass. <laughs> just to make his pastime so sweet just to attract our hearts today. The beauty of devotional service, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur explained, begins with simplicity. When a devotee has a simple heart, to actually appreciate, appreciate the small things that Krishna's given, to not have duplicity. Simplicity and humility and gratitude, all three, are inseparable from each other. It makes our heart fertile for actual appreciation of Krishna's mercy, actual appreciation for the sincerity of other devotees, actual appreciation for the gifts of the hardships as well as the pleasures that Krishna provides us. Appreciation to be in the holy town. Appreciation for having been given a life with Krishna in the center. Simplicity, gratitude, humility. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he never wanted to hear criticism of Vaishnavas. But when he would speak about Vaishnavas, 
Sometimes it was as if he had five mouths. And when he spoke about Vasudev Dutt, it was as if he had 1,000 mouths. That was his enthusiasm. That was his appreciation. He's showing us what's dear to him. So these are very simple virtues that we should aspire to acquire. And that's why we come to Vrindavan. That's why we come on pilgrimages. Because with these virtues, we get a taste for hearing the glories and the pastimes and the teachings of the Lord. We get a taste for chanting the holy names and glories of the Lord. We get a taste for worshiping the deities of the Lord. We get a taste for rendering selfless service, unconditional, unmotivated service to the Lord. There's so many distractions in the world, but when we come to a holy place of pilgrimage with devotees, it's an opportunity to focus our attention on what our hearts and our souls truly aspire for. Unmotivated, uninterrupted, loving service to the Lord. Whatever is favorable for that, we should be enthusiastic for. Whatever is unfavorable, we should be willing to perform the austerity of resisting it. A yatra is an opportunity to nourish us with the spiritual strength, vision, and faith to put the compass of our aspirations and our life in the direction of pure devotional service. Without love for Krishna, nothing in this world has any real meaning. All religions teach. Without love of God, Krishna has come in many ways through history. And without approaching and coming closer to that state of love for Krishna, nothing really has value. So let us take this spirit home with us. Srila Prabhupada brought Vrindavan in his heart to the world. And in our small ways, that is what we are being invited to do. Bring the spirit of pure devotional service, the spirit of Vrindavan in our hearts to the world. And it increases as we share it with one another and share it with the people in general. I want to thank all of you. 
sincerely from whatever depths of my heart that I could reach, I want to thank you. Each and every one of you. I may not be able to see you, but I do thank you. And I want to thank all my dear God brothers and God sisters, all the volunteers of the Yatra, and to Srila Prabhupada and all of our most worshipable acharyas for giving us the spiritual world. Thank you very much. <laughs>